Every business comes to life through its service experience. Your business success depends on whether your customers are loyal to you. That's where real value and profit is created. Great companies ubiquitously have great customer experiences. A thin red line divides those that invest and consistently deliver what their customers need and those that fail and get disrupted. In competitive and challenging times, leaders need to double down on their customer experience. Learn and grow the value you create. Grow your success. Be on the right side of that thin red line. This is the CX Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and customer experience guru, public speaker, and author. Your business success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to the Customer Experience Guru. Today, I'm very excited to have with me Francis Scholl. Uh, he's done some very interesting work, really, around the topics of innovation, getting radical thinking out. He's got his, his book, and I love the name of his uh, organization, the book, Squircle. He'll get into that very soon. So, so maybe, Francis, if you can start out by sharing a little bit about you and how you got interested in these topics, which I think in today's context are incredibly important to shape the customer experience for today, but more importantly for tomorrow, how to, how to reinvent and rethink how you operate. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Um, so my name is Francis Scholl. I was born in, in Paris, grew up in France. I moved to the United States about 25 years ago, first 10 years in New York and the past 15 years in Los Angeles. Um, I have a, an unusual path. I, I went to a traditional business school. Then I was called at the helm of a art book publishing house in France, which we were very fortunate to revamp quite successfully in four years. And um, it was a very intense time. I went to New York mm -hmm. um, to um, I went to New York to um, um, take a sabbatical in the arts, performing arts, and and then um, part of my journey as an artist, I I had to work and and take some consign, con consulting assignments on the side. And um, I worked for the former CEO of L'Oreal um, by the name of um, Sir Lindsay Owen Jones, and. Um, the subject was the management of creative teams, like how do you herd cats, in other words. And, uh, and, um, and that's when everything I developed um, uh, was born uh, from this deep dive in my personal professional life, in a way, my individual personal life, at the helm of a publishing house, which was a creative industry. And then as me, um, for me as an actor, also being directed by others or me directing others, I'm a professional singer, so I was also... Uh, uh, responding to conductors, very disciplined and at the same time very creative um, as a as a singer. So all of this, you mm -hmm. know, was put to use. And I studied clinical psychology as I was um, st studying opera in New York um, on the side. So anyway, all of this led to a, a, a deep reflection on what it takes to bring together the rational mind and the creative mind, so to speak, and mm -hmm. I, intuitive intelligence. I started writing a first book. Then I developed a model, the intuitive compass, to put this intuitive intelligence to use in organizations. And now, everything I've done for the C-suite around the world in global companies, I'm bringing to everyone in organizations through this model, simpler, more straightforward, called Squircle, square and circle coming together um, mm. for us to be able to adapt to this new world that we live in where uncertainty is a new normal and so on. 
and I think this is really what what attracted me to to your work is is the the blending of creative elements to really push innovation to a whole new level. Um, and maybe if you can share a little bit about why it's so critical now to to have a fresh perspective on innovation and and to really really radically rethink one innovation as a model, but also to innovate how we operate in businesses. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Eric, for the question. You know, with technology, there are two things that are happening. One, um, yes, it disrupts everything. You have newcomers sure. in the market with $5,000 who can disrupt, you know, incumbents. So that's one aspect. <laughs> but it's also speed, speed to market, speed of change. That puts enormous pressure um, on, on people at work. Uh, the level of productivity and, and result that's asked from them is almost um, beyond human boundaries. Okay, so that's one thing. And then when you think of when you think of performers, I was always looking at you know pianists and how they move on the keyboard, mm -hmm. and they're extraordinary performers performance. Okay, mm -hmm. because those fingers cannot move through your mind; they move from another place. Yes. From studying, but they move from an innate ability to respond to music. Hmm. Decades of training, of course. Right. Decades of training, not for control. Decades of studying for this ability to let go when you're performing of the control over your performance. Mm -hmm. That's when it becomes art. And art is only supported by amazing virtuosity. So now mm -hmm. if we transfer this to business, we are at a place where every, everybody has to be a piano concertist, you know, concertist, uh, you know, a famous, you know, <laughs> piano player who can give recitals at Carnegie Hall. What I, why I'm saying this is because the level of pressure requires that people go into another mode. The mode that you function in when you're driving. Yes, you study mm -hmm. driving. You, you learn, you went to school, driving school, sure. you practiced, but then, you know, you forget about all of this when you get into your car and you drive. And most of the time we don't have any accidents. So remarkable <laughs> how accidents happen on the road when you think of so many people. Consider it. Yes. <laughs> so, so there is this energy, there is this intelligence in us that can be tapped into, and that has to be tapped into mm -hmm. in order to meet the forever more demanding goals that people um, have to fulfill and reach. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why we need a fresh way of operating. Um, that's why we need fresh solutions to performance. And that's what Squircle is. Squircle is a fresh path to performance. And, and if we click more specifically on customer experience, yeah. how does that help us? Uh, why is it really key for people to to be more innovative, to, to be more creative in terms of the solutions, to, to rethink how they approach mm -hmm. their offers? Yeah. So, you know, consumer experience, of course, today, you know, you won't be surprised for your clients. It's mostly, or it's not mostly, but it's more than ever online. Yes. Okay. Retail, virus equals, <laughs> retail plus virus equals, online shopping mm -hmm. so and online shopping goes fast people have very little time 
Um, it's constantly evolving. It's an ocean where you have constantly new sharks coming in and more fish to pond, to fish uh, in the pond. Um, so yep. it's a very dynamic environment. So you have two ways to look mm -hmm. at it. Either you dominate or you collaborate. And right. you know, if you dominate, it's going to be a very tough life. If you try to collaborate, <laughs> if you try, then you have to care. You have to be holistic. You know, people don't like to collaborate just because they're useful. They like to be collaborate because they're mm -hmm. listened to, because they, they're important, because what they do is important, because um, what they do has meaning, and then they get to their best performance. So, mm -hmm. and that's the same with your consumer. You know, if they feel, yes, everybody wants to have the best price, but probably more importantly, having the best price belongs to a broader expectation, a set of expectations that's called the experience. And to have sure. a great experience, which should include a very good deal, a good value for what you pay, um, you know, mm -hmm. has other prongs to it. Authenticity, uh, honesty, uh, service, availability, and so on and so forth. So, you know, we can't escape it. Wherever you go, um, it has mm -hmm. to be now from a different place um, because you'll lose right. them as quickly as you've gained them. So to give them, it, it, you need to add something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so easy, as you point, pointed out before, to get disruptive that you need to, to really find new ways to, to bring offers, to understand your needs, et cetera, which... I think is critically important. So, so tell me a little bit more about the approach in your book. You, you, you really build it as logic meeting intuition, mm -hmm. a, a new way of thinking. Can you share a little bit about some yeah. of the approaches that you advocate um, and some of the highlights of, of your, your book? Yeah. So simply let, let's explain the concept, squircle, square mm -hmm. and circle coming together. So, you know, we used to live on the golf course where things were linear. You knew that you have to move from, you know, hole number one to hole number three, <laughs> all the way to hole number nine or 18, depending. Yeah. And, um, and you had to follow some etiquette. It was very, very predictive and, and strategy was clear. And then we moved to the jungle. Mm -hmm. We left the golf course and we live in a jungle. And in the jungle, everything shifts. Like that's the world of the internet. Everything shifts at any given moment. And anything can come at you at any given moment. So strategy is great, but I would call it more strategic um, scenario planning. Excuse me. Yeah, scenario <laughs> planning, meaning you evaluate what could be different scenarios and you choose one of them with enormous flexibility because they could be disrupted at any given moment. And then in, mm -hmm. at any given moment when you disrupt it, you just can't think your way through. You have to respond based on certainly analysis, certainly experience, but also yeah. what you feel in the moment. Just like a soldier walking on a road or on a street in Baghdad in feeling something abnormal mm -hmm. and in the speed of a second will just jump away from the street to hide because he knows mm -hmm. that something's going to go wrong and actually something does go wrong and the right. way he was able to respond prior has saved his life. So, um, so in the jungle, you can't just be relying on the logical mind because the logical mind will not get you to those final cues because those final mm. cues don't make sense. And if you go through the logical mind, you will ex you, you you you'll be you'll be black and white you won't have access to those nuances sure all right so that's what i say so now in the jungle you need to be holistic you need to look at things as a whole which includes 
intellectual mm -hmm. intelligence, perception, sensations, intuition, emotions, feelings, experience, and yep. all of this creates an augmented intelligence. And the sure. problem is we live in a world since age, since age three, where we have actually glued or sewn to our retina, we have a black and white lens. We evaluate everything by <laughs> is it right or wrong. And that retina right. is fabulous because it gave us an amazing language called science, which we can all mm -hmm. be grateful for and veneer and respect and honor. And at the yeah. same time, know that science produces knowledge, knowledge for us to make decisions. And at the end, science doesn't tell you which decision to make, you're the only one to make that decision. You can do Agreed. great things with the nuclear energy and you can do pretty tough stuff with nuclear energy. Okay, you get the point. So <laughs> at the end, it's yes. our fault. That's our responsibility. So people hide behind rationality as being the safest, surest, best way to make a decision. And that's not true. Sure. It's actually a quite, a quite gross approximation. It's a fantastic tool and it needs to mm -hmm. be positioned where it belongs. And ask every greatest great researchers when they do research, they do experimentation, and experimentation takes them to a place of perception and feelings and sensations, as much as the library and the wealth of knowledge have accumulated through 20 years of research and learning. So sure. okay, so this is the point. The point is as long as you stay in that square, linear, logical thinking, you can only you know, rely on intelligence that excludes everything else. So circle, which is this ability to mm -hmm. feel, to improvise, to feel and perceive, if you put it in the, in the square, then it's constrained, it's limited. It's actually no longer a circle. Imagine a parrot in a cage, you know, the wilderness mm -hmm. of the parrot doesn't yep. exist when it's kept in a cage. So we need to get the other, the, to get it the other way around. We need to put the square inside the circle. Because at no given moment, our rationality should take mm. over us fully. Or it's a choice. It's a very conscious choice. It's not a by default choice, which everybody operates from most of the time. And, and remember sure. that we have this incredible capacity to be heuristic, meaning in a, in a vast field of data, being able, like what well, like mm -hmm. Being able to actually select the data that's going to be exactly the one that you need to make the right decision and 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 make a life Agreed. decision sometimes. So that's what we defend with Scorpio, yep. that we we unfortunately operate unawarely on, with a very limited um, engine when we have such a much more complex, beautiful, holistic engine, much more creative and adapted <laughs> and adaptable engine than what we're using. And in those days. In this day and age today, we need the holistic engine to succeed. So that's the mm. argument of Squirrel. And then what we do with this, we we show people that it translates into performance, better, bigger sure. performance, more resilience, more mm -hmm. agility. And, and then we've developed the Squirrel attitude, which is how do you, what is the attitude that you need to have when the world looks more like a jungle than a golf course? And then a squirrel mindset, which is really a skill set that you can use to feed your leadership and 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 develop a, a common language with um, everyone, everyone on your team, whether they are square leaning or circle leaning, that doesn't <laughs> matter. What matters is to understand is the synergy between square and circle the two. together as equal partners 
um, that will really make it unique. And and you see that work, you know, it's like, you know, that's mm -hmm. how I, that's how I started my career, that's how I results and that's how I help my clients have results, even when the situation seems impossible. So I, I love the concept, I love the idea of integrating both sides. Uh, you've done work, like you said, with a lot of different organizations, some very, very large organizations. Can you share some business examples of how that's come to life and, and some of the the ideation that, that, that comes out of it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've worked in fragrance. I was just, you know, yeah. Okay, so an example. I worked in fragrance <laughs> and um, it was about product development. And then I would sure. move on to um, consumer experience. So it was product development. And that was at a time when the fragrance market was resuffering, where the brand I was working for was not doing well. It was actually mm -hmm. minus 25% global performance against the market at about 4 or 5%. Wow. And we were supposed to launch not only a fragrance, but a collection of fragrances. <laughs> so <laughs> much harder. Today, collections are popular. Yes. And years ago, they were not. And so we, we, we really thought about our, our audience, which was young male. So it's kind of a, almost like mm -hmm. an invitation uh, for them, a rite of passage to buy that collection of fragrance or one of that collection. And um, so we mm -hmm. reversed the proposal. I told my clients, we're not selling fragrance. We're selling a rite of passage. If you try to sell fragrance, you're going to hit all yeah. the traditional blocks around that market. Global market, not going that great. Your brand's not relevant and not accepted. Yep. And so, and so forth. So we deciphered this, and all of this actually explained in chapter five of my previous book called The Intuitive Compass. And the brand is Roth Lauren. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we launched it in 2010, so 10 years ago, and that was the biggest sale in Macy's, in men's fragrance. Hmm. Um, we uh, created a, a new franchise, Big Pony, hmm. um, that uh, became a major success. And the brand, Ralph Lauren Fragrance, um, grew, I think, five years in a row at the hmm. double speed of global markets, coming from minus 25%. From minus 25%, exactly. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. Thank you. So that's a business example. And now I, I was just on a conversation with someone from, um, uh, not someone, the, the president, the global president of the professional product division at L'Oreal. And mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate to talk to her directly. Um, she was invited to talk and I was invited to talk to her at the end because I, I happened to know her boss, the CEO of L'Oreal, mm -hmm. a follower to Lindsay Owen Jones. And, um, and she mentioned him. So I, at the end, I talked to her about this, uh, how she challenged actually a kind of a square way of thinking for another approach. And um, mm -hmm. so she was in a contradiction in terms when she took over the division, which was she was given a mandate to really reinvent pretty much everything about that division, which was not working well. Okay. And at the same time, she was hitting a very um, high level of resistance internally. Mm -hmm. And she went to a personal crisis. She explained like, you know, I was really not doing well. I was feeling disconnected. Uh, I even lost a tooth and I was losing sleep. So I went to see my boss, the CEO of L'Oreal, and I said to him, listen, something is not, not working because I don't have your trust. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have your trust, I feel a disconnect. Because I feel a disconnect, my teams feel a disconnect and they don't trust the yep. process either and nothing's working. So 
She said, well, he apologized for the lack of trust and she was able to negotiate six months. She said, okay, I'll show you results within six months. And the reason why she could mm -hmm. say six months because she had identified low hanging fruit. And then fast sure. forward, 2020 arrives, COVID. <laughs> hair salons, professional products at L'Oreal means hair salons. Okay. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You see, so closed doors pretty much. And um, she told her a team, um, we have to accelerate. We have to accelerate because we're in a really deep crisis. So what we've done the past few years, which was really uh, pushing for uh, digitalization of our products needs to be done more than ever. And at the same time, we have to reassure these people who are kind of losing their job that, mm -hmm. um, and there are 1.5 million hairdressers that they work with around the world. Wow. And some of them are, you know, their employees and some others just clients. She said, well, we're going to keep all our hairdressers um, at bay. So not at bay. So we're going to keep them all, sorry, uh, afloat, excuse me, afloat mm -hmm. and support them financially. And she, so that was like a big statement. And so there was not that much money for our company. It was like hundred million dollars, but you know, for a multi-billion dollar division, what does it make kind of a difference? Sure. That, that was important because we're kind of honoring the people who, who with, without whom we have, in, we have no business. So mm -hmm. that was a time of real heartfelt leadership, you know, heart-driven leadership, courage, investment through empathy, a strategy that actually paid off. All the educators became e-educators. All the salespeople became e-salespeople. And of course, it was tough. <laughs> Nothing came easy. But then she was saying that the last quarter of 2020, in spite of the third quarter of 2020, in spite of the second confinement and all the troubles, they had their best yep. numbers in 16 years. Wow. Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. And that was all a customer experience, you know, that was really making sure that the people without whom they cannot succeed, yep. addressers, would be first protected at a time when they felt they were losing everything. So, so I love this example, very, very concrete, uh, but very much combining this view of uh, combining the, 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 the agility, the creativity with the, the rational, I think is phenomenal. Encourage people to pick up your book, Squircle, a uh, new way to think uh, for a new world, uh, available on Amazon and everywhere else you can buy a book. Uh, I believe, Francis, you also have um, self-assessment. Can you share yeah. maybe a little bit about that and yeah. some of the, the tools you've got? Yeah, absolutely. Will do. So yes, there is an assessment that everybody uh, listening to this podcast can can get immediately on their phone. So if you text the word Squircle, S Q U I R C L E, to number mm -hmm. forty eight, forty eight, forty eight. So forty eight, forty eight, forty eight. Text the word Squircle, S Q U I R C L E. You'll get immediate access to a very simple straightforward questionnaire, which will deliver to you a customized um, uh, report on how you approach thinking, how you approach performance, how you approach situations mm. at work. And you'll get also other profiles other than yours. So it will help mm -hmm. you work better either with your colleagues or your team members. And you'll gain great insights into how you can get the best of those people who are 
square leaning with the people <laughs> who are circle leaning and in between the people who are even who can actually integrate seamlessly both. And we need all of them. What's important is to understand that square can be extremely dominant as the way of our culture. You know, mm -hmm. we think that agreed. Right. Exactly. You get it. So we need to hold back this cultural dominance of the square over the circle. And you'll see square will gain, circle will certainly gain, and the performance will be better. Uh, we train our um, customers, clients, taking them to an experience where we show them that they perform better and faster when faced by complex challenges. Mm -hmm. If they're able to actually balance those two things, we take them to the experience so they live it. It's not us teaching them anything. It's them, it's them discovering that they have everything in themselves to make that synergy possible and be fully adaptable, freeing what I call the natural born adapter in them mm -hmm. and, and highly performing, highly performing. And, and all of this with greater ease, with a greater sense of um, team spirit, mm -hmm and a uh, high level of self-confidence. And that's that all of this can happen in less than 90 minutes. And we explain scientifically, we position people on the model, the assessment that you can take again, text to 48, 48, 48, the word Squircle, and you'll get access to this assessment, three, four minutes, and you'll gain lots of insights. And when you attend our webinars, uh, go to squircleacademy.com, you'll see those advertised. Um, when you attend our webinars, we, we can introduce you to the methodology of a 90 minute, uh, 60 minute actually, even mm -hmm. shorter, 60 minutes, you'll, you'll get what I'm talking about. You'll have an experience and you'll understand why it works and how you can hone this. There's nothing mm -hmm. to learn, simply unlearn and how you can pass it on to your team and create really, really power teams that are sustainably high-performing teams. Yeah, I, I think it, it reminds me of some experiments that were done uh, where they had different people trying to come up with a, a solution to a problem and it was timed. And the, the slowest answers were typically the CEOs, the, the engineers that were trying to find a very rigorous way to solve the problem. And the, most, the fastest ones at solving it uh, were, I think, eight-year-olds uh, that weren't bound by, by a certain method. <laughs> so what we use a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, what we use a lot is play. Mm -hmm. Because when we play, we hold. <clears throat> we don't have yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. When we play, surely we we use our intellectual intelligence, you know, our ability yeah. to to reason. But we 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 transcend this. We're bigger than this. <clears throat> we're fully in body yeah. and mind. And that's the synergy that's happened when you play. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of research there. And, and you can solve problems through playing that even the greatest minds cannot. And there's a, there's a very good, solid example. And that is the, the University of Washington mm -hmm. that has been for 10 years paying the greatest minds in science, medical science, to figure out the um, biomolecular structure of the retrovirus. Of AIDS and those doctors researchers mm -hmm. have worked for 10 years and were not able to go anywhere and then they used 
folded an online game, an online social game, <laughs> that's yeah. a digital game. They brought lay people to play the game and, uh -huh. and, and explore geometry. Okay. A brief they give them. Lay people, no medical culture, no medical expertise. In less than three weeks, that group of lay people saw the problem that the hmm. great, greatest minds in medical research had not been able to fathom in 10 years. Hmm. Write to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I will send you the information. Text me at francis at squirrelacademy.com. I'll send you the article. Francis I, at squirrelacademy.com. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I think this is exactly the power of it. We've got to kind of rethink how we innovate, how we look at solving problems in front of us. And, and now is the time to really uh, think differently uh, about the problems and the challenges in front of us mm -hmm. uh, because the solutions we need for tomorrow are going to look different than the ones uh, pre COVID. Mm -hmm. So, Francis, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Really appreciate you sharing your insights. Encourage uh, anybody to pick up the book, uh, Squirkle. Uh, and, and again, thank you for sharing some of your insights on this. But you're welcome, Eric. Uh, Squirkle, A New Way to Think for a New World, is obviously available on Amazon as an ebook, as a hot copy or paperback, as well as Audible as an audiobook. And it's also an audiobook on, on Apple and and you can find the book, paper, and, and audio on Kobo and Barnes & Noble as well. So thank you, Eric. I really appreciate Thank you for listening to the CX Guru on C-Suite Radio. Increase the value you create. Grow your brand. Drive your success. Distinguish yourself from the pack. Come back in two weeks for the next episode. Or listen to our sister show, The Ops Guru, with Eric McCroskey. Fuel your future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>